welcome to another brand new episode of the mini games podcast this is going to be a very special one uh we have a guest in the studio this week the quarantine studio which is each of our respective houses uh yeah you know we still got the quarantine but yeah, uh, as usual, I'm your host, uh, Adam Sessler. Uh, we also have your co-host, Morgan Webb. Hey, everybody. And uh, special guest today, uh, uh, Olivia Munn. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Sounds uh, more like Kevin. Is that, the, <laughs> is that the attack of the show guy? Yeah, Kevin Pereira. I straight up said, Oli- Pereira, yeah. I straight up said Olivia Munn because I forgot that fool's name. She counts. But yeah. No, I, I, I fuck with it. But uh, yeah, uh, as usual, I'm your host, Mike. We have your co-host, Keith. And yep. and today we have a very special guest all the way from the far reaches of the Goodnight Games cast. We have our friend, Jesus. Hello, everyone again. Uh, Jesus, yeah. uh, it's good to have you here. Uh, like your podcast a lot. It's really cool. Before we are recording, we were talking about... So they have technically two podcasts, but it's the same podcast. They have the Goodnight Games cast. Where they where they talk about video games, and then last call where they talk about not video games. We were talking about Forged and Fire, and how I really like that show, and I spent like two weeks of my life just binging it on YouTube. I'm only like five episodes in, but it's just incredible. I'm just a sucker for reality television, so just throw swords on it and. I mean, well, here's the thing. I like reality TV also, but I think the fact about swords, like Fortune Fire, is like it's pretty corny reality TV. Like I was, only, oh, it's the corniest. I was only watching ep- like at some point, I just only started watching episodes just so I could hear the guy say "keel" over and over again. Yes, he's my favorite. Yeah, he's the, he's the reason that that show is good. I like how you say just like throw some swords on it, and that's like the most Texas ass thing you can say since we have open carry swords here. I mean, yeah, but like. I don't know, man. Like, you can get like super nerdy about swords because, like, you know, if, like very Texas, it would just be like, I guess, a long sword. But there's so many different swords, and then it's just knives too. Man, this show fucks. I love it. We should do like an episode where we do like the swords of the world, and just have like you host it from all your knowledge from <laughs> that show. I mean, just from that show. I mean, eventually I'll have like pretty good knowledge, but right now it's it's like five swords that I know. Yo, straight up, like, I I know I can't do it, but that show makes me feel like I could go into my garage right now and just make a fucking sword. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Like, I just, like, I watch an episode and I'm like, I know what Damascus still still is. Like, bet, I can do that. It's like, I'll, I'll make two of those by the end tonight. I got this shit. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> and it will pop. kill. Oh, it will kill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Good Night Gamescast and Last Call. Uh, give us the gist of it. Give us the lowdown. Um, tell us where we can find it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like like how Mike said, I we do two shows over there with my co-host Moy. Uh, it's pretty much shout just about. Moy. Yeah. Shout out to Moy. I hate him. He's the worst, and he likes Zelda too much, for his own good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have Good Night Gamescast, which which is just anything about games. Um, we tend to just lean more towards like the PS4, Switch, and PC stuff. We don't touch Xbox too much, but we're trying to like kind of cover all bases as much as we possibly can. Right. Um, we do that, and then we do Last Call, which is just uh, just like our outlet of just being able to talk about anything we want to, from music, TV, 
uh random hobbies that we might have uh stories from like the different places that we've lived in for kind of more through our life yeah exactly like it it has like no boundaries like we can just go into whatever we want to at that point so yeah so both got different things to offer exactly and like yeah and then same thing as like you guys as you know that's that's gonna be at any podcast services uh we are on twitter at goodnightcast all together no underscores no periods no shenanigans um and that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. But i like how you say that and like me and mark are the definition of like at shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> see and that's where these two pods have diversity yeah see if anything we should have a separate like show or whatever where we talk about whatever we want but that just ends up like getting sprinkled throughout the entire episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's a twofer that part you get better at that part than we are so we'll let you keep on, keep on <laughs> <there>. <laughs> oh man but yeah i guess we'll roll right into what we normally do uh, what have you been playing lately um so i've been non-stop playing tsushima like Ooh. since release it's just been non-stop <laughs> i i don't have too much time so like the little time i have i just you know pop on tv and just keep grinding because it's such yeah. a big game man um but i have a feeling that we're gonna go into it a little bit later so yeah um, but besides that um with like all the crazy like uh like shin megami tensei announcements from nintendo i actually like started like i dusted it off the the good old 3ds just so i can play shin megami tensei strange journey again and that's kind of like been my my like side hustle yeah that's it's, like your your lady yeah, yeah like my hustle. little yeah like my palate cleanser like right before bed i'm just kind of laying down and just pick it up do a little bit of a dungeon and then go to sleep but yeah, like that game is just incredible, and if you like dungeon crawlers, you should definitely play that one. Very nice, very nice. What have you been playing, Mike? Uh, so I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses again. How many times is this? Uh, no, it's just still that second playthrough. Uh, oh, okay. It just, yeah, I, it, I think it took me like taking a few months off from playing that game for me to like realize, like, damn, this was a really good fucking game when it came out, and it's still good now. Uh, I know there's like a lot of like purists when it comes to Fire Emblem, like like big on like the new games are shit, old games are good, but like I don't know, man. This one was fucking sick. Uh, the second playthrough I did was good. Uh, yeah, that was cool. So you're, so you're halfway done with it now? Yeah, I am officially much, yeah, I'm officially halfway done with Fire Emblem Three Houses. I will start another playthrough after like another four months maybe who knows because <laughs> uh after which house did you pick this time so first first playthrough i did i went black eagles and then second playthrough i went black eagles again so i could do the edelgard route oh okay gotcha because i was like because i i was just like well i already because my thing was since i since i already knew what the black eagle house storyline was i know the, the edelgard route was going to be quicker because i could just skip all the cutscenes and everything <laughs> Yeah, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. I've I've heard like a lot. I have a lot of friends that went the blue for the blue lions route, and like I heard nothing but good things about that route. I just like started it because I wanted to play in like that like lunatic mode, and then I just just gave up. I hear that blue lions is like like story wise the most like fire emblem of all of them. Like it's very much yeah. like the whole like oh the royalty and like all that kind of stuff. Like I feel uh, that's just what I've heard is that's the most fire emblem ass route of that game. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Golden Deer was very like I liked it a lot, but it was just they're just minding their business. <laughs> like it has like, like no like instinct. 
Yeah, it's pretty much, man. Like, they're, they're just doing their own thing. Like, they don't really care what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's instinct. It's funny because Golden Deer are also the yellow colored uh, yeah. house in that one also. <laughs> uh, but other than Fire Emblem, I've, I decided to like dip back into Animal Crossing a little bit. Like I, I I had stopped playing for a while and then I played for like a little bit and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm back in, baby. Let's go. Um, but other than that, I've also just, you know, World of Warcraft still, uh, still fucking around with No Man's Sky. The usual stuff i'm like chilling on the pc gaming a little bit i've reached the point where i think i'm ready to upgrade again so i'm looking into maybe jumping up to at least a sick like a 1660 or whatever the fuck because i've been running like a 1080 for what feels like forever mm, it's probably been like what like three years now at least i think so so i'm at the point now it's just like i think i'm just gonna like upgrade everything too like i want i want a tower that's not as like beefy as the one i have because it this one i have takes up a lot of fucking like i can't close the door to my office because the, the tower's in the way uh <laughs> so yeah i'm looking to get like a slimmer version with you know better processor better better graphics card uh i think i'm at the point too where like i need i need something with like a bit more ram in it too because i was having an issue where like no man's sky was just crashing all the time i don't know if that was just like a no man's sky issue or if it was just like not enough ram but yeah i i want a new rig so the games might take a backseat for the rig i mean i i'm still There's game pass there is game pass yeah and all the million games we always buy but never play oh yeah i uh <laughs> oh fuck well, well yeah oh yeah so keith and i have some crossover with this so speaking of game pass i have, did also play like a couple hours of ground yeah. Oh, did you okay. check that one out, Jesus, at all? Or no, not really. Uh, that's the one from Obsidian, right? Like the, yes. the small, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience RPG? Yeah, that one. Okay. No, I haven't checked yeah. it out. Uh, I it, it piqued my interest, so I, I definitely want to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll let Keith I, rip I on that. I spent a lot of time on that one. <laughs> that is, like, exclusively my, like, what, what I've been playing this week. Yeah. I'll, so that's basically all I've been playing. I'm going to defer to Keith on uh talking about grounded because like so the way it is like it's early access right now um so i decided to dip into like what is this they have like a single player story mode i guess but it's obviously like the story mode's not done like you play for an hour and then it gets to a part where like a pop-up box that says like hey yeah this game's not done yet uh there's gonna be more <laughs> story but no, do whatever you want now yeah and it's uh my, my beef with it is like it's a, i didn't know it was gonna be a survival game and like it's cool i like it i like the aesthetic the big spiders are scary but mm -hmm. like i think i might just be over survival games i'm being honest i'm, yeah, I'm not I i'm not big that. on survival games honestly uh, my thing is that okay with survival games i like to play them on my own like subnautica is one obviously you pretty much had to play it on your own unless you mod it um so i like them but i'd rather play them with friends and that's grounded to a t um because i actually played it with uh with flap actually and I pretty much woke him up because he never wakes up at a reasonable time. Of course. And yeah, and I told yeah. him, hey, um, it's 10 a.m. You can wake up now and uh, let's play this game. So he did. And little did I know like how much fun I, I anticipated because I like those games. That's kind of one of my little niche, um, like, I guess, hobbies in games. But they got creative with it, and it's fun. Um, I really like that whole aspect of instead of trees you're chopping out like the blades of grass and you're building your walls with that um you need like weed stems there's the dandelions you chop down 
um there's no bosses yet i guess the closest thing would be the spiders um did you know there's like an arachnophobia mode in this game I, I, yeah i saw something about that too yeah it's literally like a slider and the more you slide it the less they look like spiders and they just look like white blobs um with spider eyes though so um so i thought that was cool I, I kind of left it on just to really kind of see what the game is like. And Jesus Christ, those spiders are terrible. Yo, those spiders are fucked up, dude. Dude, they just like unrelentlessly and unmercifully just kill you. <laughs> um, but I kind of like, okay, so you know how it's like Minecraft, you die and you got to go collect your stuff. Um, similar thing here, but then just have you pick up your backpack and you're good to go. Um, the story's it's weird because most survival games don't really have a story like that um with like an actual narrative and things that it follows this one does um and like you said like the demo like it's about an hour's worth but if you kind of continue on to the building you can spend so much time on it like i was surprised by how much we got done in that game and i still feel like there's a lot more that we haven't even touched yet um there's a couple early access moments where it's kind of like okay yeah i wish there was like a like a navigate like a compass system or something like that um, but those are things that I think can be added in the game later on I guess as they get feedback um, at the same time though I think this can be one of its downfalls potentially it's not a randomly generated world so every time you go into the game you're gonna basically do the same thing every single time um, maybe with some tweaks um, so I guess I can get old after a while but until you've done everything I don't really see how how that can happen fast because there's different zones you can play into and i think in the demo you can do go into one or two of the other ones where it's kind of like you're a regular then you have like your swamp area where the hose is left running um different things like that there's a couple of different like biomes i guess um i'm excited for it i had fun with it uh, it's on game pass so it cost me the whole dollar to to read sub to that so yeah i like it i'm excited for it grounded <laughs> Yeah, like me and Moy uh, talked about the fact that, yeah, Game Pass was $1. Because like I said, we're not too keen on Xbox. Yeah. So, uh, but I just finished like buying like the last parts for like my new like PC build. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, like, it's time to look into Game Pass. And I was like, wow, just a dollar? Yeah, sure. You you got it. You got it, right. Mr. Mr. Microsoft. Yeah, Mr. Microsoft, Mr. Spencer, sir. <laughs> um. Yeah, but even then, I think it's only like five bucks a month after that. So if you don't do um, the limited or ultimate, whatever it's called, so even then, not bad. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. Like uh, I, I keep saying that I, I keep subscribing to PlayStation Now for some reason, some ungodly reason, uh, <laughs> and that's ten dollars and it has a crappy library, but I still do it because it has Tekken. It has Tekken. Yeah, you're into all that, so that's that's up your alley that I suck at. Oh, I'm not. I'm not good. I just like them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is anyone ever good at fighting games? So, from my experience, anyone that says they're good, they're usually pretty bad. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone, they're like, bro, like I used to play a lot of Street Fighter. Like, Ken's my main. Like, let's play sometime. And then, and then I win a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's all the ones that used to play in the Peter Piper yeah exactly but then you go to like a real tournament and it's like oh man i'm actually shit at this game yeah, yeah. i've like watching pro fighting game players just straight up like 
makes me never like i'm like i'm never playing any one of those games ever again it's just like i like, <laughs> no there, there's no point to me that's how like literally all of our our friends made me feel about smash good yeah <laughs> that's the one game that i can't play <laughs> really I, I'm like, I guess like I could be like decent at certain fighting games, but I'm just so bad at Smash. I don't. Oh God. I've lost to people high on acid. Yeah. <laughs> and they reminded me, I'm on acid right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Like I, I just don't get Smash. I don't understand how that game works as a fighting game. I don't. It doesn't make sense in my head for some reason. But it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's fun. I, I really <laughs> like it. I still like it, but. I just can't play it with my group of friends because they all just take it seriously. So it's just hard. Yeah, they study frame rates. Yeah, so it's just hard to like have fun, you know, like because like my my version of fun is like competitive fun. So I want to be able to compete at their level, but I can't. Not on that one. <laughs> well, see, yeah. So well, see, my thing is like I'm a like in general, I think I'm like a piece of shit as a person. So I know that like my okay. my my favorite thing to do is like when I am playing with people that I know take like for example take a fighting game way too seriously. I used to have a friend that took Mortal Kombat way too fucking seriously, and then you do that thing where you only do the forward jump attack, the forward jump kick, and they can't fucking oh, process all that like, you only doing the simplest move in the game, so they can't compete against it. That's like that's beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, like I'm with you on that because like how I play fighting games, like I'm the piece of shit that like just throws fireballs across the screen. Absolutely, I'm the I'm the but guy like, that only throws the scorpion spear. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you got you got to throw them smartly, you know. Like that's how you get in their head. No, I I nope, I just nonstop, just nonstop <laughs> spear, just, <laughs> just all the time. Yes, <laughs> that is smart. <laughs> oh, good shit, good shit. Um, want to roll into what's on sale this week? Yeah, uh, Keith, you kick it off because I have no idea what this first thing you put on the list is. So, all right. So yeah, on the show doc, I put the Games Planet Daily Summer Sale. Um, they're on date eight so far, so it's just us.gamesplanet.com. This is more geared towards PC. Um, every day uh, they have a daily like a rotation. Um, just that's what they have on sale. They are um, not aftermarket it's they're directly getting codes from developers so it's not like a g2a or anything like that where you don't know where oh, it's okay. coming from um and i seem like everywhere today specifically so i don't want to highlight it too much but that there was a huge capcom sale um there's a couple things in there like resident evil 3 uh remake is that 50 percent off at 29.99 it's uh, a good ass two, game yeah and that's a good price for it too um two is at 14.99 and I, I kind of want to just go over a couple things because, okay, these sales I'm going to mention are going to be gone by the time you hear this, but just so you can get an idea of what might be up there by the time you hear it because it'll be a whole other 24-hour cycle of sales. So like I said, half price for Resident Evil 3, a relatively new game, pretty good. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, $12.99. Um, Alien Isolation, $11. The Crew 2, $11.50. Uh, Overcooked 2 is at $13.99, so it's almost half off for that. Um, and you got your kind of your little more fun, little spooky games like Little Nightmares. That's three dollars and sixty cents. Perfect. Damn. Yeah. Um, lot, lots of cool things on there that are always cycling. That's the thing. Like I said, I mentioned these. You're not gonna find it, these games I mentioned on the sale, but you're gonna find the equivalent of whatever it is for the, the 24 hours throughout this summer. I'm not too sure when this ends. So definitely keep an eye on that and kind of, I guess, keep refreshing every day for that. Because um, there's some good ones on there. 
yeah that does sound sick um yeah resident half off for resident evil 3 is fuck remake is fucking badass yeah and then it goes directly to developers they have a whole section that says are we legal and it says <laughs> yes we are <laughs> so I, yeah. I love it i love that that's a section on a, on a website yeah. the bar is so low <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding and then and it literally explains like, yep, nope, they get their, their code straight to the developers. So you're not gonna receive it as like a Steam gift. You're getting the code for it and everything like that. So it's literally going, basically they take a little bit off the top for their website and then the rest goes straight to developers, which goes to employees, obviously. That's sick, love that. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, if you're ever looking, I guess, for a good place, Games Planet is actually a, probably an underrated gem online in general. Rather, of course, Steam going directly through there, but yeah, it's good to have alternatives. Well, it's good that they specify that that it that they are illegal because when you say the name Games Planet as like a website, that's the most sus shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up, I, I I had to look into it before I put it on the doc too. So, yeah, it's like being like, yeah, buy my game off of fucking LimeWire, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But yeah, that's that's kind of. My contribution i put these ones on the dock too but I, this is more probably for you two uh than myself but there's a there's a final fantasy sale on the switch eShop. oh fuck go. yeah baby let's go so yeah final fantasy sale until august 2nd um final fantasy 7 is eight bucks i feel like if you haven't played that game i don't know what straight up don't know what the fuck you're doing with yourself if you haven't played final fantasy 7 at this point uh even people I, that i know that like don't play rpgs have played final fantasy 7 it's fucked up uh final fantasy 7 8 remastered is 10 bucks uh i don't like that game but it's cool that it's 10 bucks i guess it's 10 bucks yeah. yeah i mean yeah i'll play anything for 10 bucks i have paid more for worse so i mean yeah. like whatever uh final fantasy 9 is 10 dollars and 49 cents uh why is it the most expensive one of the three you ask because it's the best game it's the best of the three of them and i will take no argument from either of you even though keith hasn't played it i don't listen to keith ever um this is true can confirm so fun fact i haven't played nine like ever and Whoa. I, I i i i know i'm doing wrong because i've heard it praised so much but yeah all right man uh, so all right man how much fucking time you got i will pitch you nine so fucking hard <laughs> i got all day baby all right so get this final fantasy nine throws all like because you know how they're getting like weird like modern and like industrial and shit with final fantasy yeah, yeah. seven they said fuck that we're going like medieval fantasy again baby main character has a goku tail for no reason there's magic and shit it's sick there's no midgar there's no fucking sephiroth or anything there's uh there's an androgynous villain named kuja and there's a big fat blue lady named queen bran it's sick it's a great game you should play it um it hold, it's held up very well and i mean for ten dollars and fifty cents that's that's fucking awesome so and yeah that, that, with you. that's kind of a steal i i wish they printed like all these like digital ones uh physical because i i i like i'm okay with digital but i'm like a huge nerd for final fantasy so i like to own them physical yeah so if it's physical you'd rather have that then basically yeah like and i know i know like seven and eight got like a physical copy like in japan but you could just import it and it like has like english support right but where's that nine baby i'm well, waiting for see nine is i feel like for the longest time was like the sleeper hit of all the final fantasy games like like people would say it's their favorite but like like me and keith like talked about this 
like Final Fantasy IX might be like my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. It's actually my second favorite game of all time in general, besides Chrono Trigger. But like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII is definitely the most like important Final Fantasy. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, yeah, you can't deny that. Like, you can, you can have your pick, but you can't deny how like important Seven was. Kenny Omega. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I still didn't listen to what you were telling me about. Was it a Final Fantasy Seven thing? Oh yeah. Okay. So Kenny Omega's old music in New Japan was straight up like the first part is it's just straight up homage to One Wing Angel song. Hard. Yeah, it is. And then it goes into like some weird like Metroid Prime sounding music, which yeah, that works for me. So Kenny Omega. Yeah, One Winged Angel. Even though Final Fantasy Nine is my favorite Final Fantasy, One Winged Angel might be one of the best, like single best video game like songs of all time. It just sounds so like grand and like mean at the same time. Dude, that shit gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. I'm just like every time I hear it, I just know like, fuck, things are going down. <laughs> yeah, like stuff's happening. And the yeah, way they like so- remix it for Final Fantasy Seven remake, I was just like, oh, I'm about to get fucked up right now, aren't I? So. Jesus, you have yes. homework after we stop hanging. Listen to Kenny Omega's Devil Sky music from New Japan before Mike does. Just so I can say, like, look, other people did it. <laughs> you got it. Listen, All you right. don't have to do anything he tells you to do. But I respect his opinion as a friend. <laughs> and I've made Jesus <laughs> so watch I a couple. I, actually, I think I made Jesus watch more wrestling than you, Mike. Because he asked me about one match. He did make me night. watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah, like you really asked me about one match. I was like, "Oh, let's go!" I just used to. Yeah, just we just spent the whole night talking about wrestling that night. <laughs> yeah, for like forty minutes straight, just watched it and like explained and broke it down. And you're like, "Okay, this is cool," but <laughs> I'm living in the darkest timeline right now. I think like this is really just my worst actual nightmare. <laughs> this could be in person, dude. If it was in person, I'd straight up just like I would. I would leave. I would straight up leave. So yeah, Kenny Omega, Final Fantasy VII, most important game ever. Uh, but yeah, also, Jesus fucking Christ, Heath, I'm gonna beat your ass. Uh, so the last thing on this uh, the sale is the Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remastered for 25 bucks. Uh, so that's like that's two games for 25 bucks, and they're good games. Uh, I don't think I have like hold the same like high regard for Final Fantasy X as like most people do, but I still like it. I actually don't like 10. It's like towards the bottom for me. Like it's like down there with 13. Oof, that's oof. Yeah. I, I just I just didn't vibe with this like anything in that game. Characters, uh atmosphere, blitz story, uh blitzball, exactly. <laughs> uh god. I, I I don't know man. Like I really like I think the thing I liked most about that game was just the combat system. I thought the combat was actually like pretty solid and the sphere grid. Yeah, see, the Sphere Grid was probably my favorite thing about it because that was the one game where I was like, oh, I can literally just make any character in this game however the fuck I want them to be. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Would you say twenty four ninety nine is a good price for both in 2020? Considering it's two games, yeah, and they were like recently remastered, yeah, I think so. I'd pay 25 if, bucks for both those games. Yeah, if you only have a Switch, definitely. But, like, you know, like the right. PS4 version has been out for so long. So if you have a PS4, just, like, grab bad. It's also on PC, too. So if you have it there, also, oh, there you go. to do it. Yeah, and these might be on sale on PC, like we mentioned. If it's on sale on one, there's a good chance it's on the other. So, yeah, check it out wherever you play. Yeah, that's basically, uh, that's it for sales. Uh, so we're going to roll right into the news here. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about, just like just the games that uh, 
couple of games that some of us are excited about that are coming out in August. Uh, first one we have here is, of course, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remaster. Uh, I'm like, I, I have not been looking forward to a game this hard, I think, in a, in a hot minute. Yeah, you're chomping at the bit for this. Dude, straight up, I you might never see me again when this game comes out. But I, but I think that's the problem, is that you should be able to see your friends, but you won't be, because there's no couch co-op in this game. Oh, is it online only? Yeah, it's online only. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. It's a crime. Okay, now that I didn't know, and that is definitely a big bummer, because I, I, me and Keith were talking about this. I have distinct memories of going over to a friend's house with my fucking cable and my goddamn Game Boy, and like, just yep. playing Crystal Chronicles. But damn, knowing I can't do that now, definitely kind of a bummer. Yeah, it, I was I, mean, I was really looking forward funny. to it. I mean, yeah, but like, that just means that like all your friends have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's a bit of a bummer, but I'm still nonetheless excited. I mean, it's not like, not like by the time this game comes out, we'll be able to leave our fucking houses anyway. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It kind of turns yeah. out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I'm such a sucker. Like if it says Final Fantasy, I could just, I'll, I'm just gonna buy it. Like Unless it could be Final nine. Fantasy. I'm sorry. Unless it's number nine. No, I don't have anything against nine. I just, I just haven't played it. <laughs> Go buy it. <laughs> Listen, I'm also a really? Final Fantasy shill because they somehow tricked me into buying Final Fantasy 13. So, exactly. Like I have, bro. Like I have like five different copies of 15. Oh, shit. Don't ask me why. And the chibi one. What was that one called? Oh, World of Final Fantasy. Oh yeah. I, I actually, I don't know what happened to it. I had it, but I think I just got rid of it. But I ended up buying like the Vita version too. For some yeah, reason. It wasn't one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like it could be it could be Final Fantasy, like Electric Boogaloo, and I'll buy it. That sounds like a game you I just play, like yeah. spoke Mike's language, yeah. Yeah, that, I was like, okay, yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Crystal Chronicles, I mean, it still, it still looks fun. I mean, everybody has at least some memory with that game. You have... Mine was limited, and I still liked it. Um, so that's coming, what, the, the 27th of August? Is that what we put Yeah, on? August 27th. So I still have to wait basically an entire-ass month, but... Yeah. I'll I'll make do, I guess. Maybe I'll just resub to Final Fantasy XIV, like the piece of shit that I am. Oof. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about it also. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep trying to play that game. Like, I've tried playing that game at least 10 different times, and it just doesn't work out. See, my problem is I played World of Warcraft for too long, so every time I have to play an MMO that requires me to press more than three buttons, my brain can't handle it. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but moving on, the next game we have uh, on our August releases is one that I've been looking at for a while. It's this game called Fall Guys. I don't know if y'all have heard about it. It was like a big thing on Twitch like all last week. Uh, but it's basically like a party game. It looks pretty fun. You can uh, make your character look like uh, Gordon Freeman from Half-Life if you pre-order on Steam. So yeah, it looks cool. It looks fun. Uh, it's got like that very like pastel, like no borders, like goofy art style. It looks cool. I'll play it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It has those like goofy ass physics from like games like Gang Beasts. Yes, like isn't it made by the same people that did Gang Beasts? I don't know actually. 
I feel like I saw that somewhere. I might I might just be like reliving like a fever dream I had or something. I don't know. They look very similar it would, though. It would make sense though. But yeah, I'm actually very excited about it because uh, same thing. Like I play mostly on PS4 as well, and it's free on PlayStation Plus for August. So. Oh, that's yeah. So there you go. If you got the, if you got a PlayStation Plus subscription, get Fall Guys. That's it. Hopefully that does for it. Like what Rocket League? What like PS Plus did for Rocket League? Oh just yeah. Catapult it into like a whole other world, basically. Uh, next up, we have this is one probably Keith is excited for. Uh, we have Horizon Zero Dawn finally coming to PC. I was excited, then they took away my unemployment, <laughs> and I cannot get this computer yet. Like, Ooh. how can I stimulate the economy if you don't give me the money to do it? Uh, yes, hello government. Please give Keith money so he can afford to get a new computer so he can play Horizon on PC. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, either way, that that's such a cool thing. I mean, it's going to have a cool PC community. I already see it happening. I mean, imagine that game as fun as it is in its base mode. Now add some cool mods to it, like Macho Man as a fucking, like, okay fucking tech monster. Not, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, dude. I know you saw that, that, that um Skyrim video. Yep. Please yep. tell me you did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I was like, that's what I'm saying. Okay, keep going. Continue. Yes, I like <laughs> yeah. where this is going. Like, just imagine Macho Man in Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero, oh yeah. Zero, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The green rises to the top. But, like, I can just see that game having a fun kind of modding community and just kind of give it a whole new life that they never knew would happen when they originally made this game. Because you know they didn't make it with intentions for it to get on PC. And once it clicked, like, hey, this is perfect. It, it, it sucked that it was perfect. So, yeah, that's the main reason I want a gaming PC. So, hello, government. Hit me up. Give money, please. Yeah, stimulate me again or something. Help me, I'm poor. Exactly. You want me to reinvigorate the economy, so give me your resources to do it. Reinvigorate my wallet. Exactly. Um... But yeah, that, that's one that's what, August 7th is that official it's like launch. Ne that's on, next week? Uh, yeah, that's next week. Cool. Yeah, so you act fast, government. <laughs> you give me enough to pay for expedited shipping. Yo, before we go before we go on, how fucked up is it that it's already about to be August? Very. I hate it. It's August, but it's like March 237. Dude, July has been the longest five years of my life. It's It's actually fucked up. <sighs> Halloween is canceled. Man, every holiday is canceled. Not for me. I work retail. Oh, fair. So every holiday is extra uncanceled for you. It's a sale day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, <sighs> the last game that we, I have here on August releases, I know this is one Keith probably doesn't give a shit about. Jesus, I don't know how much of a shit about this you give, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is supposedly going into early access in August, and... Uh, this is another game that I have, like, I'm really just fucking excited for. Uh, it's made by the same people that did uh, Divinity: Original Sin one and two, uh, so which are which were basically just upgraded Baldur's Gate clones. So if anybody can do a Baldur's Gate right, it's Larian Studios, and I am. There was no date where it's went, when, like it was supposed to go in early access. Their literal like announcement for it said maybe like. They gave up. They put a release date. They were just like early access, August 2020. Then right underneath, they just said maybe. And I was like, okay. So potentially, I respect it. 
I mean, they're honest. I can appreciate that. Uh, so potentially, yeah. August. Um, yeah, like I, I never, I never played Baldur's Gate, um, but it looks really cool, and I'm actually like very interested in, because uh, uh, I'm like the one person that still plays on Stadia. Oh, world. you're the Stadia <laughs> guy. <laughs> you're statist. You're, you're the one person keeping Google afloat over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Destiny two. <laughs> uh i like pop in like once in a while but like i don't remember i haven't kept up with it too much as far as the Baldur's gate stuff but i i could have sworn that it was like coming to stadia like exclusively for a bit am i wrong oh Baldur's gate 3 no they want they want people they want actual people to play this game <laughs> i mean yeah i i, I get that but look i can neither confirm nor deny that the people that actually put ha like own stadia as a platform are not real people like show me the metrics where are they yeah. i do know two of them and half of them are right here with us right now <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> that bad it's pretty bad but like when it's good it's okay but you're about to come in here and be like look guys we got this game called destiny maybe you haven't heard of it but uh no 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 no, no. destiny sucks destiny sucks dude like it's not fun look man oh, look man hot takes, look, hot takes. look man from someone who has who plays destiny religiously destiny is definitely not fun i've punished myself no no i i, I can i'm only saying destiny is not fun because yes i also used to play <laughs> destiny religiously <laughs> uh, uh yeah like i only played i what did what i even play on stadia i think they gave us like serious sam collection like one month and i was like bet i love serious sam and like it's just fun to like fuck around with it for like a couple minutes and then just give up because i'm like i don't want this to like like destroy like my like uh broadband like this is just gonna be like my my internet bill is gonna like after like after a week like it's just not gonna be fun just gonna so, max out your bandwidth on everything yeah so I'm, I'm just like no this is not worth it and it doesn't like it looks pretty but like it runs like ass you know yeah so i mean eventually i'm just like i'm more hopeful to see what microsoft can do with xcloud rather than just cut, like keep betting on stadia oh stadia. But the controller sure looks nice <laughs> all that for baldur's gate yeah <laughs> i mean like i'm excited about it i thought it was coming to stadia so i was like cool i'll renew just... stadia pro when it comes out but i guess i'll just get it on pc just swept that rug underneath you yeah play it on pc the way it was meant to be played yeah <laughs> not on someone else's <laughs> not not playing it from like streaming it from someone's server in their fucking bedroom or some shit or whatever stadia <laughs> does it's all magic dude there's no servers oh it's all that google magic yeah the actual google logo just goes into your computer and is like we got destiny motherfuckers <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it works for some reason he has like, that accent he's just like yeah yeah i got that destiny i just need to chappelle when you say that <laughs> oh, that's good but yeah i guess that's august releases um there's some good ones I, I, admittedly it's a little bit slow due to covid related reasons um but there's still some things worth sinking some time into so at least there's that yeah august should be a cool month i mean granted there's like what we put uh four things on here there's gonna be stuff coming out i saw somewhere that you you just reminded me of i think there, there's a, a new serious sam game actually supposed to be coming out in august but it's like tba so who knows if that actually happens 
Oh, was it really August? I had seen that they were making a, uh, something new, but I didn't know if they had like a some sort of window. Yeah, the yeah, list sounds like it's pretty far along. The list that I found online said August, but it was still TBD on the date. So I was like, I don't want to put that in there just for it to be a maybe. Yeah, but maybe. But maybe. Um, so moving on with the news, uh, we're putting the big one first. So there was was this last week that this happened? Um, Again, I, I have no concept of time anymore. Days don't exist anymore. Uh, at some point previously before the recording of this episode, uh, it was announced via Twitter of all places that fucking G4 is coming back. Yeah, it is. Which, uh, that, was, that was a channel that I straight up watched like religiously when I was younger, like between Attack of the Show, uh, X play. Yeah, I was all about it. Um, I will say though, uh, if they don't bring back Adam Sessler, I'm gonna be very fucking upset. <laughs> even if what he's not Morgan Webb. Yeah, I need even if it's not permanent, I need Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb to do at least like one little fucking like re review something, review anything. Just give me Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb talking about something for one day, and I, I can die a happy man again. So here's my question because you you were working and i just i think it was during i guess the summer comic-con at home thing and then that's where they announced it i think i could be wrong uh but just randomly seeing that g4 thing pop up um i was like wait what the fuck and then it says we never stopped playing i think that's cool and then seeing attack of the show's twitter account also retweet that i'm thinking holy shit like this is actually happening and I sent it to you, and I was thinking, holy shit, like, what is this? Like, are they going to be another channel? Is it going to be a YouTube thing? Is it going to be, like, I guess, if you think about it, G4 has the potential to be kind of like an IGN level of, like, journalism and news source and coverage. Because it's got the name brand, obviously. People still lost their shit over it in how, I know, how many years later is it? Yeah, but it's like all the old people like me that lost their shit over it. Like, young people don't give a fuck about G4. No, but if they can reclaim their crown, like when we were their age, then you have literally two generations of people that are going to lose their shit and like gravitate towards that. Yeah, it, it's going to be cool seeing it make a comeback, though. Uh, Attack of the Show was a cool was a cool little thing. Uh, too bad they probably can't afford Olivia Munn anymore, but hey, I'm sure whatever <laughs> they do, it'll be famous. cool. She's an X-Man. I mean, she's, she's not like a good X-Man, but she is an X-Man nonetheless. You are right. Still counts. I, I I just watched uh, Apocalypse like last week again. Oh, and I, I, why? Because <laughs> they just put him up on Disney Plus. So I was like, <laughs> why not? I, I was like, I like, I was like, I remember hating this movie, like walking out of the theater and being like super upset, but I didn't remember why. And then I watched it, and I was like, ha! Why is Oscar Isaac so small? Yeah, no kidding. He's like small but buff. Yeah, he's just so tiny. Dude, I haven't yeah. seen that movie yeah. at all. I've I've been able to avoid watching that movie this entire time, but now that you've let me know that it's on Disney Plus, I think I know what I'm doing tonight, and I'm very upset at you for it. Watching I'm so sorry. Oscar Isaac Ivan News. Oh my god. Because that's that's straight up what he reminded me of in that movie. Pretty um, much, yeah. I mean, it's like a hard like six. I mean it's watchable. But no, it's I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> like, like, because I re I rewatched uh, like all the X Men movies recently, and I was still like, yeah, oh, these are bad, but like, they're they're a product of their time, you know. Right. Like, I, I, I'm okay with it. 
So what if Cyclops listens to NSYNC? So do I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but first a, class a, a holds up, though. No, first class is actually like I really liked it. I was yeah. I had a lot of fun with and it. And Logan is a but, cinematic masterpiece. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm I'm waiting for them to like put it on Disney Plus so I can just watch it. They won't because it's rated R. Oh, that makes sense. Fuck. Uh, it'll be on Hulu, I bet. Probably. Oh uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Sense. Yeah, Olivia Munn, get her and all the X-Men on there. <laughs> the, the original Social Justice Warriors. That might yep. be the worst thing I've ever heard you say. Yo, it is the most true thing you've ever heard me say. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, G4. I, Apocalypse. I Apocalypse. G4 Apocalypse. Adam Sussler. I can't believe I'm about to watch a fucking X-Men movie tonight. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> from a G4 announcement I know I mean it could be worse I mean when I think G4 announcement I think like Fastlane, Cops, Cheaters all the stuff that it became that was nowhere near Tech TV or G4 Wasn't, didn't G4 get like absorbed by Spike or something I don't know how it happened yeah but it did <laughs> Yeah, like I just remember, okay, I, uh, being mad because I had Tech TV, so I had Attack of the Show, and um, I think X Play was the Tech TV one. But then that's when they merged with G4, and I was like, oh, sick, I got G4 now. And all of a sudden, slowly over time, it faded out into just like. It had a lot of machinima stuff, so I used to watch that because it was very entertaining. But then it just became Fastlane, 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 over and over and over. And I was like, let me watch one episode of like Arena or something like that. And then I remember wanting that, that. There was like a cheat codes game on there, and then it got replaced with actual literal cheaters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is not what I, that's not what I wanted." It's only logical progression, right? Yeah. Right. So I, I, wonder, wonder, I wonder, what is it going to be? Like a YouTube channel or its own being on its complete own? I, I, don't, I don't know. It'd be cool. like it's like a, a reach, but it'd be cool if it was on Twitch or something. I was gonna say they w yeah. I, it would be cool to ha see it like as a, like a weekly Twitch show or something like that. Yeah, watch it's just like reruns of stuff. I mean, it's still cool, but it'd be like a Bob Ross twenty four seven. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, I'd kind of be right. down for that. I like having something up on my second monitor anyway, just as like right. just to have it up. So yeah, right. I, I'd that'd be very minimum, and I, I'd be down with it. But I think they're kind of just going all out and just bringing it back in general. I just don't know what capacity we will wait and see because it's not till 2021 i think until anything's even happening with that until anything at all at this rate yeah <laughs> uh yeah, but G4. we will wait and see yeah the g the, yes, the, yes. the g the g <laughs> fuck i'm so mad at you too god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um uh, moving on uh so this was announced actually today uh, that Netflix is uh, doing it. I think this was today uh, that Netflix was that Netflix announced that they're doing a Splinter Cell animated series, um, and it's the writer of John Wick that's putting it together. Which like yeah, I'm a yeah, is. I'm a casual Splinter Cell fan. Like I thought those games were cool, but you put John Wick in any sentence, and I'm immediately on board. It's gonna be sick. Um... Variety, I think, is the one that dropped the exclusive on it, and they're saying it's an anime series, which they're the only ones saying that. Everyone else is saying animated. Um, Jesus, you know there's a difference. So, yeah, on this, 
kind of interesting. Like, is it going to be just like a cartoon or is it going to be like Castlevania style? Like, Splinter Cell's right. Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that should be pretty interesting. I actually really liked Splinter Cell when I was younger. So, um, yeah, same here. Any Anything stealth, like, I'm about. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago, um, I want to say it was on the pod. Um, Mike, you can correct me on this, but I was saying that, like, the new Splinter Cell will be like a probably a big deal in 2020. Like they've given it some time to like flush out. And I was expecting a game. I was expecting a whole lot of like series out of it. But it seems really cool. I mean, like we said, they've done some crazy shit in John Wick in like live action. You can probably go off the walls with it on animation in any form. Um, really do some cool style sequences on it. So I, I, I like it. I want to see what's going to happen with it. I'm assuming we're not getting it for at least a year or two. Um, but they've got a lot of back material they can work off of for this. Yeah, and that, oh, definitely. And that being said, they're just literally doing everything except giving us a new Splinter Cell game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Although, if this pops off, I'm sure we'll see one. There's no I'm way sure. One. This is probably they're testing the waters, like they've been testing the waters of how people like Splinter Cell for years by putting Sam Fisher into uh, fucking uh, Ghost Recon, like people like the splinter cells just make a game just make a goddamn game <laughs> i will the on the switch yeah and I, w- I will watch the show though yeah same here I- i'm on board jesus you liking it oh absolutely you you give me Spin- splinter cell and animated in the same sentence i'm in hell yeah hell yeah um, one thing that I thought was interesting kind of when researching and reading a couple things on this is that Netflix actually has a couple other video game franchises that they're kind of adapting um, obviously the first one to Castlevania big hit so they're going to keep doing that um, this one it, it's a stretch adding it but the Witcher Blood Origin pre- prequel series because I know it's based off of the book Yeah. but they're one and the same now um, it's such a big franchise because of the show that I, there's definitely a crossover there so I, I thought it was worth mentioning yeah I, I've gotten a record saying it before and I will say it again, Henry Cavill is an incredible Geralt. He's amazing. He builds great computers. He does. He looks really good doing it, too. Yeah, he does. In fact, I'm, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to hit up Henry Cavill and be like, hey, man, I got these parts. Will you put a PC together for me? Thanks. Yeah, when the government hits me up, I will hit him up. There you go. Yeah, um, I from what I saw that, like, the this, this series, it's uh, it's not Geralt. Like, it's supposed Ooh. to be, like, the first Witcher, I believe. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah, like yeah. thousands of years in the past. Cool. I'm not Witcher fluent, so th- I, that excites me. Will it be in chronological order, <laughs> or we'll have to figure out what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I think I, I have a feeling that they learned. They're <laughs> like, no. Yeah, that's I mean, okay. Granted, once I once I understood what was going on, I thought it was incredible. But it did take me a little bit. That not gonna lie. Yeah. But like they shouldn't have done that, you know? Like, <laughs> like it didn't do anything for it. It was just like it just yeah. rewarded me with being like, oh, okay. But then it did nothing for like the plot itself. Yeah, it worked out. But straight up, I think there were like a couple periods while I was watching the show where like I like I feel like I looked away from the screen for a second, and then when I saw things, I was like, wait, did did, did I just did I like pass out or something? Like did I black out and miss like yeah. like what what's going on? But, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like I had to like exit the episode just like, wait, am I in the right one? Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I, I guess. End up watching a recap just to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I loved the show once, like I said, once I got a grasp on it, I thought it was incredible. Um, so I'm on board with this. Uh, this one's interesting because the game hasn't even come out yet, but they're doing a Cyberpunk 2077 anime series. 
uh i'm in I, I i've been loving everything about cyberpunk 2077 so far um so yeah i i will consume any content that they're putting out in like that's adjacent to the game absolutely like i'm i'm on board with that as well keanu reeves keanu fucking reeves and like something like an anime is like so appropriate for like the style and the setting that this game has like i yeah. if it's if it's like even half of like as like cyberpunky as like the like ghost in the shell is or something it's gonna be so sick mm, yeah yeah and it's cool because obviously like there's ranges to cyberpunk you can kind of do some things even like uh like go vague with like Cabo bebop or go all in with like ghost in the shell uh and things like that so th they can do a lot with it and i wonder if it's gonna follow like the game or if it's gonna be its own thing uh it's too far ahead so they're just kind of just excitement and hype fizzling and i'm i like it what i will say is i hope it's not strictly just based on like events that happen in the game uh i always get like i don't know like it's my thing would be like i played the game i don't want to see this out in an anime like show me yeah. new stuff like tell me a new story that's so like i don't know i don't like yeah. i don't like a, just a straight adaptation yeah they could like flesh out the world a little bit better with like a like external content that'd be really cool yeah one thing that would be cool if like say there's an interesting character in the game that you don't really see too much of and it's one of those like oh i'd like to know more about them the anime is where they do that i, I would like that a lot yeah, but only time will tell. I imagine, since the game keeps has been pushed back a thousand times now, that I'm sure this anime is probably at least a year or so out, maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds reasonable. But the next one though, ho ho ho! They're doing a Dragon's Lair. I think it's a movie starring our favorite Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds. Dude, this is this is probably gonna be some sacrilegious shit that I'm about to say here. I think I'm doing. I think I'm really tired of Ryan Reynolds. Shame. Shame. I, Shame. I don't think I'm tired of him. I, I just, I just don't care. I think Detective Pikachu broke me. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I, I think Detective Pikachu broke me. Was it him singing the Pokemon song? No, that was sick. I wish he would have done the Pokey rap. That would have, that would have put. Oh, that would be incredible. <laughs> Listen, if, if you had Ryan Reynolds doing the pokey rap, I'd be like, yes, put him in everything. But I don't know. I feel like there's like, there was like this weird point where like people just wanted Ryan Reynolds to be like in every movie. And I was just like, why? Like he does, one, he shouldn't be. Two, like he, no, he doesn't need to be. Cause I feel like Ryan Reynolds plays the same character in every movie that he's in. Like, you know what I mean? Like Van Wilder. Yeah. Like he's Van Wilder, I think in every movie that he's ever been in. Like he was just like, like in Detective Pikachu, he was Van Wilder as Pikachu, except he couldn't swear, so it was like wasn't as funny. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I imagine, okay, imagine him dying in like a death loop over and over and over, and just make that the Dragon's Lair movie. Okay, if you're just showing me clips of Ryan Reynolds getting murdered in different ways, then okay, then maybe I'm on board. <laughs> Say less. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're gonna like take into like a weird like Ready Player One route where it's someone playing the Dragon's Lair game. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I actually don't know what Dragon Slayer is. I've never heard about this. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with what Dragon Slayer is, so uh, back in the day, there were these things called arcades. Um, no, but hey. yeah, it, it was an arcade game. Uh, it was essentially like a, I don't want to call it a choose your own adventure, but this game was definitely one of those ones that was designed to take every single quarter that you that you have. Because yeah. if you, you had like a... 
So it was, uh, the whole thing is basically like a movie that you watch and you just have to like input like a button command to decide what you want to do. Um, and if you, you have like a split second to make a reaction and if you don't, you die. And if you die, that's it. You got to put another quarter to play. So you're basically just trying to like interactively make your way through this like little movie that they have. Yeah. And like the, the plot, okay. Imagine, I think it was all hand drawn. So yes, like very kind of puppet style looking drawings. It looked like a Saturday morning um, cartoon. Okay. Yeah, and you're going through like like the old King Arthur movie, the, the old cartoon one. It kind of looked like that essentially. Uh, you're going through this castle, and, like say like you know the how they have this big tall knight statue, like a sword, and like one falls. Yep. Which direction do you move? And then you decide like up, down, left, right, and then that determines whether you live or die. And uh, the game is very much like the same animations and sequences, but different outcomes. So you got to react quick. Uh, it's been released a couple times on a pretty much almost every platform at this point uh so i'm curious to see what this movie's gonna be because i'd never thought i'd see one yeah it, it sounds fun like i mean like it not is. like the game itself like probably not my thing just because i only played fighting games in arcade so i never explored that side right. <laughs> at all um but like that idea of like that into like a movie that sounds kind of fun i'm curious to see what they do the game itself is it's, it's pretty fun to play now like you can probably get some good fun with it with friends um and they have everybody have a go at it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, even though I said like I'm kind of over Ryan Reynolds, I definitely want to see how they try to translate Dragon's Lair into anything that's not just yeah. the game. Yeah, and we all have Netflix or our bummy Netflix off of someone, so we're going to watch it anyway. I mean, it's taken me forever to watch anything. My backlog is stupid. Yeah, and I keep adding more for you. Dude, I still haven't have watched a good place yet. Nope. Still haven't watched Stranger Things either. So I'm like, if that's an indication of how far behind I am on everything. Like any of the seasons? I have not seen a single episode. Oh my god. And <sighs> and I I actively play D and D. I'm I'm a, technically a <laughs> sinner, right? Like, <laughs> oh, you haven't even seen their mind flare. Yeah, I. I'll, I'll, I keep well. I keep saying I'll watch it one day, but I mean, if I have it now, maybe, maybe, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll get to it. I guess I don't know. That's my problem with a lot of things. I just say that, like, oh, I'll get to it later, and then I never do. Yeah. See, the problem is when you live with your girlfriend, you end up like find you have to like look for stuff to watch together, so it just ends up like yeah. not. I I I I keep adding stuff to my backlog, and then I forget that. I can watch Netflix in other places than besides my TV. And so I just like don't watch anything. That that's how it be sometimes. So yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh so next thing we have on here, this is like a little minor announcement, but it was still cool to talk about nonetheless. Uh I saw this on the official PlayStation account, but they showed uh they revealed who's on the the soundtrack for the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster. They have like all the originals, you know, like they got your Goldfinger, they got your Mill and Colin, they got your Rage Against Power the Man 5000. Yeah, they got Papa Roach, they got Suicidal Tendencies, you know, they got the good stuff. And then they announced like a ton of uh, of new artists that they're bringing on to it. Like they have Less Than Jake, uh, Real Big Fish, uh, Tribe Called Quest. They for some reason dragged Machine Gun Kelly into this. <laughs> because they were just like oh fuck you here you go but yeah Is, isn't he doing a pop punk album now yes oh man 
I, I recently looked into this uh, for, for reasons. Uh, Not knowing it was going to come up on the pod, so you did that on your own. Just <laughs> yeah, I, I I dwelled in the realm of emo rap, and I ended up just finding out things I didn't want to find out about. I'm anything. so sorry. Uh, dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, like Machine Gun Kelly is apparently like just like super cool with Travis Barker. Baker, yeah. whatever. I don't remember. The, bl- uh, the Blink yeah. Man. The Blink Man. The Tattoo yeah, Blink Man. Uh, yeah, so he's just like all out, like went off the rails with pop punk now. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Putting in here, I don't know. <laughs> Probably it would make sense, but I remember I mean, the first time I heard Newfound Glory. <laughs> oh man! Fun fact: when I saw Machine Gun Kelly at the Fall Boy concert, he pissed off some fans a couple rows down from us, and uh, hey, he went mildly viral for it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so Machine Gun Kelly, uh, when he was opening for Fall Out Boy, uh-huh. he came up the row into like into the fans, and it was as we were coming down, so it happened like I say maybe like forty feet in front of me. He tried walking down an aisle, and I guess the dad that was there with like his, the young girls didn't let him through, <laughs> and he pissed him off. So like he like kind of threw like a quick little like fit, and then went walking back down there, and somebody caught it on camera, of course, <laughs> and it went mildly viral. I I honestly love that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, anyway, what were we talking about for the soundtrack? <laughs> uh, we just started talking shit about Machine Gun Kelly, which is as it should be acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the most interesting thing about this soundtrack is like normally like when when I think Tony Hawk, I necessarily don't think of like bands on like the heavier side. Like I think of like a lot of ska. I think of a lot of like like just like punk stuff. Like like not really leaning in towards like any like heavy music really like if you look at the new bands like they have like they have billy talent on there they have machine gun kelly like we said they have less than jake mxpx yeah they have like things like they have sublime it's a lot of, a lot of skate punk yeah a lot of skate punk yeah. stuff and yeah. and the one that stuck out to me the most here this is a band that all of us on this podcast are familiar with and that one of us uh, has a special affinity for uh there's a Ew. there's a band called american nightmare that is on this and uh I'll, I'll let I'll let Keith handle this one. <laughs> Yo, so American Nightmare. I don't know where to start with this band. I guess I'll start with saying that they're probably like one of the most influential bands that influences so many things and nobody realizes it unless you're kind of directly involved in this thing that, that we are in. Um, I'll put it this way: Fall Out Boy ripped them off and had to give them sound writing credits on uh, from under the cork tree. Uh, and when, when you told me that they were on this the soundtrack, I was thinking, wait, what? Um, they have changed up their sound a little bit, so I guess it fits a little bit more. But holy shit, American Night was on a Tony Hawk soundtrack. That's the coolest shit ever. Uh, I don't think I've ever collectively lost my shit to a band than the time me and you, Mike, saw American Nightmare. Honestly fucked up. Like... I don't have cardio and I had it for some reason <laughs> and I was pretty much doing a whole body list because that stage is like up to your neck it was tall and just jumping and diving all night to the point where I, I stopped getting caught <laughs> like a fucking spider monkey this man yeah like I don't think I've ever done like that fast I've jumped off balconies at lowbrow um, but they're basically like a swanton <laughs> And I got, uh, basically the whole crowd like just swore and said, no, we're done catching you. 
and then just like flat backed on the floor and got up and kept going. And then our friend Rolly, shout out to Rolly, um, the perfect man. Uh, he goes, dang, that was some excellent recovery. I don't know how you did that. I was like, me neither. And went right back in. Um, and that was kind of relatively near the reunion, I want to say. It was, it was probably like four years ago now. That sounds about right. Don't you think? Like relatively around the reunion time? Bro, don't ask me to say how long it's been since there's been a particular something because you're not going to get an accurate answer from me. It's been a while. Um, so I want to say it was probably somewhere around like Love American or I Save Latin. Somewhere right around there. I just like lost my shit and just kept going the whole set. And when I was young, when there were songs I didn't like, I will just take them off with the soundtrack. And I think I'm just going to leave American Nightmare on and just let that play. Can we take just on repeat? I love yeah. it. Can we take Machine Gun Kelly off the soundtrack? Yeah, that's fine. Just, I'm sure every game have where you can go through the settings and turn stuff off. I'm just not even going to fuck with that and just turn it off. I was so glad when Kevin Owens powerbombed him off the stage at Raw once. Okay, now you maybe want to watch some wrestling if I'm, if I'm going to see Machine Gun Kelly get powerbombed. I could also send you the clip. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would also like the clip. I'll, I'll put it in the Discord. Put it in the show notes. Everyone needs to see it. <laughs> <laughs> put a link in the description. Yes. Like and subscribe. Uh, yeah. Like and subscribe. And listen to American Nightmare. Yeah. Do that. They're the reason why your favorite band exists. I mean, if you like punk and stuff. Yeah, they could reach Fall Out Boy. Well, Fall Out Boy's always been hardcore adjacent, so. Yeah. There's there's a lot of bands that were hardcore adjacent at one point. Hinder. Yeah, but like, okay. Hinder, yeah, hi- Hinder fucks with the punks. Yeah, sure. Hinder fuck, fucks with the punks, but like, people in Fall Out Boy were literally in hardcore bands before they started Fall Out Boy, so. If Fall Out Boy's your favorite band, American Nightmare is the reason our favorite band exists. If Fall Out Boy is still your favorite band after the albums they've been putting out, I, I you have some problems. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but the last news bit that we had here, just a couple things from Nintendo. Um, I think it's going to be me and Jesus that are the most excited for these. Um, so Nintendo made a couple of... Everyone was like freaking out that they thought there was... I think everyone thought it was going to be like a Smash announcement or something or something like that. And everyone's like, I don't know why. Like I was like, didn't they just announce Min Min? Wasn't that like enough for you? Like, okay. And they explicitly said that it was uh, for... Like they're showcasing like third party like developers. Yeah, yeah. All their partners. Yeah, people were just yeah. like, yeah, I saw. I was like, oh, it's third party. It was like, they're giving F zero to someone else. I saw shit like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. I was like, oh, so you guys are all just stupid. I, I knew like so. I didn't honestly wasn't expecting this. Like I thought the announcement was cool as fuck. Uh, so what they're doing is they're remake. Is it a full on remake or is it just a remaster for Shin Megami Tensei three? Or uh, it's a it's an HD remaster. They're just okay. cleaning up like the textures. I think, and well, they're adding an easy mode as well. So okay, so they're adding some extra features. Just so, for all those that missed the game, want to breeze through it? Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't played Nocturne in a while, but I do remember that game being hard as shit. Yeah, like I mean, so I kind of went over like in like in our podcast, but I don't necessarily think that these games are hard. They're just kind of you just kind of get fucked with like a bunch of like RNG bullshit. I love that. So, yeah, like you just kind of have to just like eh, try it all, try it again. Also, I think part of it might have been too. Like a lot of the games that I thought were harder when I was younger are like definitely not as bad now. So I don't know. I, I straight up haven't played Nocturne since I was like younger. So uh, I'm excited to play it. Uh, the other cool part of the announcement was they're straight up just doing Shin Megami Tensei Five. 
Yep. And that's badass. I'm glad that it's cool that Nintendo is like taking the lead on this shit. And now it's, just it, it's it, yeah, like it's just been for such a long time. Like I don't know if you guys remembered, but like the announcement for Shin Megami Tensei Five was like the with the announcement for the Switch. Yeah, so yeah. long ago. <laughs> it's been like so long. It feels. Yeah, like like I I I already don't have a sense of time, but I was like, man, the Switch do be old now, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. I this whole thing just like makes me like, okay, now bring Persona Five over to the Switch so I can play it on the go, so I can play another hundred hours of that game, but on the go. but not at my house sometimes and on the toilet. I don't want it. I don't want it. I've spent way too much time on that game. Uh, the only so, reason I haven't bought Royal yet is because I know what it's going to do to me. Exactly. I'm still like, I, I left off after like Kamoshida's Palace. I was like, I can't do this. I know. <laughs> like, like, and I like my friend told me that the like Royal's actually like it feels slightly faster. Um, because also like I just I love these games so much that I just want to get like the platinum trophies for them. Yeah. And yeah, he got the platinum in like hundred hours. Yeah, I once I I got the platinum in OG Persona Five over like three different playthroughs, and I was like, I'm never playing this game again. And then when they announced Royal, I was like, Fuck, God damn it! Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought. That was me all over again. Also, like, I'm a huge like a catchy stan, so they said there's more catchy stuff, and I was like, Yes, <laughs> here's my money. Man, yeah, I, I've I've been on record on this podcasts several times saying it and, and people that like have asked me have said it a lot too i think like persona 5 very quickly escalated into like one of my favorite games of all time like part of it's just like how that how well it plays like i like the story a lot and just the amount of style that that game just oozes like everywhere is just insane this raw chime in if you only listen to the soundtrack you already know how much like personality is in that game you'll never yeah. see it coming yes yeah, I, I, Keith knows nothing about Persona 5, and I was just like, hey, listen to this song. And he was just like, holy shit. Yo, this grooves. It's so good, man. Like, definitely, like, super top tier for any Persona game, for that for that matter. Uh, I think all of, all of the Persona games have, like, really good soundtracks, but, man, 5 is just untouchable. Yeah, I, I like all the other Persona games. Like, I recently just rebought Persona 4 Golden because it finally came out on PC and, like, I don't have yep. a Vita, so I was just like, oh, I can finally play this. Like, great. And, like, I played it a little bit and I was just, like, idling because I think I was, like, on the phone or, like, just, like, checking my phone or something and just letting the music play and I was like, damn, the soundtrack's really good for this, but, like, there's so many tracks on the Persona 5 soundtrack that just, like, every time they came on, I was, like, I, like, I would just straight up actually, like, listen to that. Like, I don't really listen to video game music because, I, like besides like the Undertale soundtrack because that's just like good manic energy when I'm like working or something. Yeah. But like I will I would just straight up like just put on the Persona Five soundtrack just because I like the smooth jazz. Yeah, like I'm 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 in the same boat. Like I don't really listen to too much video game music. Like it's usually like saved on my Spotify and then if it comes on shuffle then I'm like cool. But usually not. Um, I'm like a huge like ride or die for Persona Three, so I love that soundtrack. But five soundtrack is just infinitely better because you could look, just listen to it like on its own it just it's one of the few games that like has music that doesn't sound like it's video game music like if that music like if that song was just playing in like a jazz club or something like that i would like believe it yeah but yeah uh 
Shin Megami Tensei coming for Switch. Uh, remaster for three, new game with five. Very cool that they're doing that. Uh, last thing I have on here for Nintendo, this isn't really like news news, uh, just figured it's worth mentioning because that new Paper Mario game came out, Origami King. Uh, apparently there's like a pretty big game breaking bug that like if you talk to a certain toad, I think it's to try to save your game, it just like destroys your save, like completely. Uh, like like to the point where it's just like you have to start over like it's bad and to this like as of right now as of this recording Nintendo has not fixed it and they just say that they're working on it and it's kind of wild to see like a company like as huge as Nintendo not just like not immediately just taking care of it it's wild because it's their only like first party release for the year <laughs> that's that was scheduled and as of right now it was announced so, yeah, uh, I know they're working on other things, but this is what's out there right now. And they kind of need to do something if it's that bad. Yeah, but I mean, I have I've just heard not great things about that Paper Mario game in general. So maybe they just maybe Nintendo is just like, mm, who cares? I've heard both at this point. I don't know. What have you heard of Zeus? Uh, from like the people that I've talked to, um, it's just kind of like in the middle. Like it's very just okay. Yeah, but I do have like a huge like one of my friends is a huge Paper Mario fan that actually played like We're everything after. Yeah, it's Rocky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rocky. Yeah, like he loves. Shout he, out to Rocky. Uh, he apparently loves it. Yeah, shout outs to Rocky at Impossible Coin. Yeah, and the Impossible Coin. Um, so apparently he loves it. Um, I haven't like deep dived with him about it, but I've been meaning to just because I know he's like juggling like Paper Mario and CrossCode. Right. Yeah, I've seen his post, and they both look fun. Uh, from what he's posted, Paper Mario, it looks fun. Um, I just didn't know if that was a full picture or not. Crosscode looks sick. Crosscode does look, look sick. I played a little bit of Crosscode last week. It was it was fun. I like it. Very nice. Too busy playing yeah. other shit, though. We should probably ask Rocky, what, what does he know about that game-breaking uh, glitch? Because he's... Yeah, he'll know all about it and tell you where it came from, where it came from, how who's working on it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's legit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, let's see what happens there. Yeah, and uh, I think at that point that's basically what's going to do it for news. Um, and so this is where we're going to get into uh, the main part of the show. Um, so this week is going to be basically the big talk is Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and since neither. Keith and I have played it. Uh, we the government has not hit me up. Yeah, we pulled uh, we pulled the Pawn Stars and have uh, asked an expert to come in, and so we're gonna give the floor to our very good friend Jesus to uh, tell us all about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, the Jesus of Tsushima. So I'm gonna just like start off real quick because I've just been playing it nonstop since release. Uh, this is my my game of the year so far damn wow it's it's fantastic man given this year has just been super weird and i can't even remember off the top of my head what's been coming out <laughs> <laughs> so it's not saying bad much um but i honestly think like once i look over everything that has come out so far i still think it's gonna be like, pretty up there if not the game of the year is it the best assassin's creed game uh, yes, but I also don't like Assassin's Creed, so. Fair. High praise then. Great. Yes. <laughs> uh, the bar is very low. 
Um, but it does it does everything that Assassin's Creed can't do. Okay. Um, like like, so, like hold my attention for more than twenty minutes. Exactly. Exactly. All it, right. It has it has a good story. So it's got that going for it already. Yeah. Uh, there's there's towers, but they're not the kind of towers you're thinking about. So you're telling uh, me they don't right. reveal more of the map? No, no, no. You do that yourself by exploring. I don't like that. Wow. A concept. <laughs> I I will only play games if I climb a tower, I press a button, it zooms out very wide above me and like a little like radar ping goes out and then my mini map opens up and then little icons. That's the only way I will accept uh, map discovery in any With game. With a panoramic shot. Yes. All right, then just just stop recording. Then I got nothing to say. Okay, so <laughs> so it's the worst game of the year, is what you're telling me. Great, good to know. That goes to Tsushima, everybody. Uh, but oh yeah, thank uh, you guys. <laughs> uh, so Tsushima standouts on this. Ah uh, man, like, so the the thing that I talked about in in our show for like the first impressions is that I was writing a pros and cons list for maybe like thirty minutes. And I was just like, you know, like typing out my pros, just kind of just gushing about it. And then I got to the cons and I just couldn't find a lot of stuff. Um, like, yeah, there's obviously like some like pretty, not big mistakes, but it was just like, you see it and you're kind of like, ah, they should have just done something differently. But right. they're very like, um, they're very minimal to like, when you see like the whole picture like all the pros just outweigh the cons so much uh the the biggest thing i can tell you is just that it it has that same effect that persona 5 did for me like i just look at this game and i'm just thinking but this game is super fucking cool um but it's not as like obvious as persona where it just kind of just throws giant blocks of text at you and it just looks really cool um this game just it's just aesthetically pleasing like everything about it it's either very calm like when it's calm, it's just very like peaceful. You're looking at like the environments and the flowers and um, just the way that like the island is set up. But then when it gets chaotic, it's just it's just constantly beating you with it. And it's just terrifying. There's just blood everywhere. Like the, just the presentation as a whole is just incredible. Is it a pretty brutal game? Um, It's not gory, but it is bloody. So like you'll see like the blade and like blood splat out from it and things like that. Yeah, exactly. You see like huge like gushes of like blood. Um, there's a like there's even a mechanic for you to like sheath your sword, Ooh. and uh, you like actually like wipe it off after you're done. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, like it's just really cool. Like everything about it, it's just cool. So, um, how does combat work a, in that though? Is it like because I, I feel like when I first saw like the trailer for Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima like when it first came out like a couple years ago I think at this point I feel like I had this like idea in my mind about how I wanted and expected that combat to be but I feel like it's probably like I expected it to be like slow like very like not like Dark Souls style combat but like you know very deliberate like I expected attacks to be like weighty and things like that but is it actually like that or is it more like leaning towards like the assassin's creed kind of like it's like a little bit more flowy block yeah so um what like like my first impression of it, it it felt like a like the arkham games like some of the batman ones okay where you kind of just being surrounded and like you're all about just, yeah just kind of like parrying everything and then killing any like 
Because if you get a perfect parry, you can probably kill the enemy in one hit. So but, it's not like just like press it and you'll get it every time kind of thing? No, yeah, like the window's actually like pretty tight. So you kind of have to like mess around with it. Um, but it doesn't like punish you like too harshly if you miss it because you'll probably still be blocking. And if you block it, you kind of just, it's it's a, it's a type of parry. Like he kind of just parries it to the side and sidesteps. And then, uh, but you don't get uh, you don't get rewarded for it. You just don't die, you know. Yeah. And is there uh, how how I guess in depth is it? Like, are there like like different stances you can take and things like that, or is it pretty much just like you're just in the combat and that's it? Yeah. So there's actually four different stances um, that you unlock like as you progress in the story. Um, but yeah. So like at first, you kind of feel like the combat is very like minimalistic where you're just kind of just waiting for a hit waiting for the parry or a dodge and then mm -hmm. kind of just mm -hmm. wailing on them but each stance does something different so you're constantly like switching on the go because you're not just always fighting like the one enemy there's different kinds of enemies so each stance helps you in that way to clear them out okay um so yeah like it keeps it moving but i think the best part about the combat is the the ghost stuff because in the end you know this is a game about like the gist of the story is yeah, you're, you know, just samurai, you're being invaded by the Mongols and uh, you kind of have to get your hands dirty and kind of drift from the samurai code and, you know, right. go into like assassinations and not like you're killing people, but not fighting them face on. Um, so there's that whole conundrum of like, do you want to follow the code or do you want to get shit done by being a ghost? Um, but like I think that's what makes the combat more fun because you have the freedom of using all these like ghost tools like kunai's like sticky bombs, um, what else is there? Uh, smoke bombs, like a bunch of different tools that you can use like in combat, like not even just in like the stealth aspect of the game, um, that actually like help you out like even mid combat. So you can, you know, you can just play the game as a samurai and just you know meet them straight on because you do have like a dual mechanic. You can just kind of have a standoff if you walk up to someone. Um, or you so can cool too. it's the coolest thing ever man like I, I am so glad that this game came in packed in with a photo mode because there's like so many cool stuff that you can do with it I've seen some bonkers like photos that people have been taking it for it seems like if they're like I feel like photo modes in games like are expected now but I feel like half the time I don't like I could go without it like I'm not really going to take photos in like a lot of the games that have it but I feel like if there's any game that probably benefits from this one it's this one especially when you do like the black and white uh, mode. Yeah, so I was I was kind of like not skeptical about it. I just didn't think I was gonna use it just because I could see how pretty like the island of Tsushima looked, and I wanted to see it like in full color, like 4K, or I guess just HDR since I'm playing it on PS4. Um, but uh, yeah, like I turned on the the Kurosawa filter for a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was that, like that's what I was gonna it, ask you about. How's the Kurosawa mode? Yeah, it's a little it's a little hard to see, obviously, just because uh, you know, like especially like in those very like heavily forested areas, and then like during nighttime, right. it kind of gets difficult to see. And then for me as well, like I, I actually have like really bad vision, um, but it still just looks really cool. Like to turn it on, like for like certain fights, it's definitely worth it. Right, just because it's the duel. Yeah, because it's not just a it's not a visual filter as uh, either. Like it's actually a, an audio filter as well. So you get like that oh, really wow. rainy audio as well. So, I didn't know that. So it just feels like you're watching like an old samurai movie or something like that. Yeah, exactly. 
I love that they just straight up named it like Kurosawa mode. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. they, they were like, yeah, like we know what we're doing. Yeah, straight yeah. up, I was about to say, it's like they knew what they were doing. They know who they're appealing to. Right. So here's one thing because I know it's gotten a little bit of flack. I know I've seen a lot of people say like this should have been made by like from Japan, like a Japanese studio. Yes. Well, from what it sounds like, Sucker Punch really did do their research and got the right people on board for this. Yeah. So like, I actually don't know as far as the. Uh, because um, I'm playing it in Japanese. Okay. And yeah, I, I gave my co-host Moy like a bunch of flack because he's playing it in he played it in English. Yeah. Um uh, but I understand why, because subtitles get pretty small and certain scenes people will be talking to you like mid combat or like while you're doing something, like tracking like footsteps. So you're mm -hmm. kinda like just paying attention to what's going on the screen, but you also wanna like hear the conversation. But yeah, so it kind of gets lost a little bit, um, but also the like the game I guess like was meant to be in English because uh, the motion capture for the 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 mouse uh, matched the English text. Ooh. Okay, I yeah, wish so, there was the other way, and then yeah, so it it, it kind of lost me like a couple times there, uh, and then I haven't looked at the cast themselves, but I don't know if they got like actual like Japanese like voice actors for. For the, that. like like for like the English version or I, I I don't know like I actually haven't seen the cast for so I wouldn't right. be able to like speak on that. Right. Yeah. From what I sound like, I guess as far as the research and, and the experts and all that, that they will that they it isn't just like a the white version of Japan. Like it's from what I hear, it's like an actual accurate depiction of of Japan at at that time, especially on that of Tsushima. Yeah, um, like I'm not an expert on it, so I wouldn't be able to like say like, oh yeah, like it's pretty good. But okay. you know, like it it feels solid. You know, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I'm watching the, like the Last Samurai. You know? Yeah, they they could have right. definitely leaned hard to that territory, and I think if it, it's to the point where like people that aren't really like knowledgeable about that culture can even see that it's like, oh, this is definitely not that. Then I think that would be a miss. But I think. Like, give it, like, granted, like, I'm someone who, like, I don't know shit about Japanese culture, really, just besides, like, what I've seen in, like, media and, like, from movies that I've seen. And New Japan. No, not even that, Keith. But, <laughs> but like, just, like, looking at this game, I'm just, like, like, especially in the, in the, the Kurosawa mode, I'm just, like, damn. This looks like some actual, like, like, movies that I have seen. Like, not like The Last Samurai. This looks like, this looks like they did their work, they did their research, and... I get that people are upset, but I don't think like there was any way that Sucker Punch could have made this game. Like they could have made it as accurately as possible. I think people still would have been like found something to be upset about. Yeah. Yeah, and, true. and I believe like once like once uh, they announced it and said like who was working on it and all the stuff. Like I I remember like them being like very clear about them not going for like a historically accurate piece. Like it's gonna deviate some way, and it's still yeah. it's still fiction in the end. So. And I think that like kind of like appeased a lot of people who were like, okay, yeah. But I, I see people like still complaining like, oh, like he shouldn't even have that kind of weapon because it's a different nerd, blah, 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 blah. And I, Shut up, nerd. Yeah, it's like at some point, I'm yeah. I just want, yo, just, just play your fucking sword slashy video game and just like fucking shut up. Yeah. yeah. It's basically like, all right, if this depicts Japan accurately and it's done with a taste, that's good enough because everything else in the game is surface level. It's just a matter of how good the game actually is. Like, as long as, like, the game's good, it's not doing anything, like, sus as far as I know. Like, there's no, like, like, uh, like bad depiction of, like, the Japanese people or anything like that. Like, fuck it. Like, deviate from hit. Like, who, like, 
straight up who cares yeah it's not glorifying anything that shouldn't be glorified essentially yeah exactly it's it's destroying how it happened i guess in, in a fictional setting um which it's not like movies and things like that don't do exactly that yeah it's a. Uh... It looks like a really good game. It's one of those like I've just been like patiently waiting until I can get my hands on it. Uh, it'll probably be soon. I do hear a lot of good things. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about it. It it was one that was like on my list too, especially when it was first launched. Because I don't know, I like I'm just talking about, like talking about a lot right now. But I am kind of like a sucker for like those like Japanese movies, like especially like you know, the Kurosawa related stuff. Even stuff that goes into like the martial arts territory, like. You know, like like Bruce Lee's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like right. even more, more modern stuff like The Raid, and like things like that. Like I love movies like that, and I love that like all of that is like started to make its way into gaming. And I don't know, I just based on what I've seen though, like I've seen streams and I've seen like gameplay videos. I do just wish they would have steered a little bit more away from like what I call like the Ubisoft, the Ubisoft game, where it's just like. Yeah. Oh, here's like a million things to do on your mini map. Here are like the towers and stuff like that. Even though it's like not necessarily doing that exactly, I'm at the point where it's just like, oh, I thought this was gonna be something much different. Right. Have you reached that point to where you kind of like just kind of fill in time with random little fetch quests and things like that, or have you kind of spun um, along your pretty nicely and not really felt the impact of those things? Well, the thing is, like, I think. Um... I'm like in this weird like spot where I think that's kind of the game I wanted to play like like I normally like don't play a lot of like too much like Ubisoft stuff um mm -hmm. so yeah like I kind of wanted to like play something like this you know like a huge open world where I can just clear out like all these random like stupid collectible stuff like yeah scattered everywhere um but I was actually like surprisingly like very happy with the way that they did it um there are like your your random just collectibles and stuff like that that you just find everywhere but the way that they do it they tie it into like i guess like a bigger purpose you know like i guess like the biggest example would be uh the fox dens they're not just um they're not just like something that you you see a question mark you pin it on the map track it get to it and then ta -da, you now have like another check mark on your map um it's actually like a little fox that's like just running around like in that little area and then you have to like go up to it and then follow it to a different shrine but you know like it's it's such an innocuous thing but like it takes you to like a path that you might have not seen before yeah. in the island so there's like like he'll just start run like he'll just start running and he'll start climbing this uh like rock formation and you're just like i'll just be like wow like i'd never even noticed that rock from like that's really cool um, some some of them, and they're all different. Like it's not like you're doing that same thing every time. Sometimes so, like he'll just like you around the corner, and then it'll be there. Yeah. So it sounds more like it's more so like if you engage in those things, it's more fun because it allows you to get distracted and just kind of immerse yourself in the game a little bit more than you probably would have if you're just kind of speed grinding it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. An extra element of of distraction, essentially, getting letting yeah. yourself get lost in the game. Yeah. Exactly. Like it it pushes you to like really like look at the island like see how like all the little crevices of like this place um like, whereas way more fluid way more smooth than just kind of going on your fetch quest then yeah whereas like you know like in ubisoft games you kind of get that uh like hey i'm gonna go take care of this little question mark and then on the way there it's like oh there's like 20 million other question marks 
it doesn't feel like that in in ghost it it kind of like it just feels like you you put the pin in that marker for a reason and like that's all you're gonna do like you yeah you see like different things like on the side but it feels like you can just kind of put those on pause like nothing just feels like urgent like there's not a random lady coming out like oh like please help me i'm bleeding you know yeah and then you ignore her and then she does it again the next time exactly exactly so it doesn't take you out of like that immersion of just exploring the island that kind of makes me a little more excited than than i like initially was because like I, I, assassin's creed is probably the best equivalent that ubisoft has to this that i can think of where you have your mini map that's loaded with a ton of stuff and it takes forever to get it all done but to kind of see it's more just like a natural almost like an occurrence um Mm -hmm. probably piques my interest a bit more and makes me think okay I should probably get on this game and not wait for the government to hit me up it's it's definitely worth the money honestly like it's yeah, worth all the hype yeah like absolutely like I, I, I was honestly like I was hyped for it but it wasn't something that I was just extremely looking forward to it right. uh, but as I got closer uh, I realized like oh man like this is like the kind of game that I want to play right now and yeah like I've been playing it non-stop so I'm just having extreme perfect to sync time in during quarantine yeah exactly exactly so that, that, that's cool speaking that's of cool. sinking time into quarantine how much time are we talking do you think it takes uh if you were just like mainlining story stuff like how how long of a game do you think like this is if you mainline story um so that like besides the point like that's kind of like it's a very minor thing that i just don't like about this game uh there's no time tracker oh really yeah, like I so I, I don't know how much time I put into this game. Like I want to say I'm like maybe 20 hours in. Okay. Um but I'm only I guess I guess like a third of the game in because oh, wow. uh there's like three acts from what I from what I know. But okay. I did completely clean out like that first part of the island. Like there's no more question marks. There's no more like there's no more things to do in that in that part. So you really just so get just lost in the game then. Uh yeah, but I'm also just like I love trophies and I saw this platinum and this is like really easy so I was like yeah I'll do it okay yeah. an easy platinum I'm in it's time consuming but it's easy right would you say it's like because I think it's what probably what PS4's last hurrah is there any other exclusive that's like large on the way for PS4 yeah I don't, I, don't think so. I think last of us 2 and Tsushima were like the last two like exclusives what a one-two punch to go out on yeah I mean, I do hear a lot of people saying what you've been saying, what you have been saying, though, Jesus. I already know people that are basically putting Ghost of Tsushima, like, if not at the top, then near the top of like their game of the year lists already, which is cool. Um, me and Keith talked about this a lot. We talked about it a lot, like in general, but just like, I get that you guys like aren't the Xbox guys, but like it, it's hard to be the Xbox guys when like there's barely any Xbox games to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, this has kind of solidified that a bit more for this gen. It put the stamp on it, really, for the whole theme of this gen. No, like, I'm actually, like, really looking forward to Infinite. I, like, I've been a huge Halo guy, like, my entire life. Right. Um, But, like, will this beat Tsushima? Will it beat Last of Us 2? Probably not. It, it'd take a lot. It, it would take a lot. And, I mean, if it's got a crazy good story, Halo Infinite might and I say that with the smallest like nod towards that it would take a lot but 
I've heard a lot of good praise of Ghost of Tsushima, and I've kind of stayed away from it a little bit to hear your impressions. Um, so I'll, I'll admittedly say that's probably one of the episodes that I have not listened to because I was waiting for it for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but now you get more because like I actually played more. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> more more than Moy's gotten. Although he's beaten the game, though I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, he he rolled credits uh, a couple days ago, actually. So so I assume he loves it. Yeah, yeah. Like we're we're both in the same uh, in the same realm. Like we're putting it like at the top right now. Sick. Okay, well, that makes me really glad. And uh, obviously, you know, they always say like you know, Spider-Man games make you really feel like Spider-Man. Does this make you feel like a ghost of Tsushima? Um, <laughs> I guess it's a hard question to answer because it, it kind of bleeds into the the main plot of the story Ooh. because you. Because you technically don't have to be a ghost, except in certain like moments when the story kind of makes you. But even then, like you can just kind of approach the situations as you like, and that's why I really like this game because it, I guess yes, it does make you feel like the ghost of Tsushima if the ghost of Tsushima is Jin Sakai, because you kind of just feel for him. Like I, I wasn't very excited about Jin as a protagonist because he seemed very vanilla. There was like not a lot of stuff going on with him. He just seemed kind of like a blank slate character, which is not what I wanted from this game. Yeah. And uh, uh, but it like this the story really makes you feel for his like like moral like uh, decisions. Like, do you want to like you know make your uncle proud and follow the samurai code, or are are you here just to protect the island and you will do it like no matter what? Damn, that's cool. That sounds it pretty, makes... pretty sick yeah it kind of makes it feel like okay it's on you rather than just like a normal morality yeah um, like i actually just hit like a big like story point where it just hits even harder like now i'm really feeling it <laughs> yeah you're guilty as shit aren't you yeah <laughs> that's cool i i you you already wanted the game but you kind of sold me on it a bit more what do you think with this mike yeah, um, I mean, granted, like, I, even though I saw, like, kind of how the game plays and stuff like that, and I was like, I don't know if, like, gameplay, it's, it's definitely not what I'm looking for gameplay-wise, I think, but in terms of, like, aesthetic, and in terms of basically, essentially, what, also what you're telling me about, like, the story, I think it's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I'm always willing to make compromises, like, if a game plays like shit, but has, like, a really good story, like, that's fine with me, like, obviously, I don't think it, I don't think it plays like shit, like, it looks like a solid playing game, it's just, like, I just not your cup of tea yeah, kind I, of thing. I don't think I was I just wasn't expecting it to be like Assassin's Creed or like Arkham adjacent like I really wanted like I don't know I feel like I had these like weird expectations of like what I wanted like a samurai game to be just because I love like just seeing like sword combat and stuff like that so I, I yeah um I feel I feel like when I said like it feels like Arkham I kind of didn't develop that idea any further because it it does like us like the foundation but it explores the like the sword fighting like so much more that it just feel a little bit better um because like i'm having so much fun like with the combat um and and it's like such a big island and like you know like the mongols are all, all like condensed in like very specific areas uh like you know farm farmsteads like forts and stuff like that so you don't yeah. see them that much like it, while you while you're traveling you'll find like a random encounter of them like pretty much bullying like those the citizens um 
but like i kind of wish there was just more combat because i like it's so much fun uh trying to like figure out like okay like what do they have which stance should i take how cool can i make this fight look as well uh like do i want to use ghost weapons do i like how do i want to approach this fight it's like what i'm constantly thinking when i encounter something yeah. and it actually feels rewarding you know hitting that perfect parry even though it just sounds like yeah you're just kind of like parrying stuff and then you win um it does feel rewarding like well while in combat so don't don't think i'm like i'm not trying to like undersell it from just sounding it like arkham i, I right. guess that, that would just be the foundation of like how they kind of approach the combat right and then do you find yourself kind of going back and forth like sometimes you do like the samurai way and then sometimes you find yourself doing the ghost way or are you just fucking just ripping some shit up yeah absolutely like sometimes like yeah like i'll just strip just walk up to them uh and then fight them or i'm like nah i'm gonna like shoot them with some bows throw some kunai See what i can do with it um you can make like some crazy stuff if you want like switch back and forth from styles so i've seen like some really cool videos of like them throwing like sticky bombs at someone and then just like super kicking them and then like following up with like a jumping slash hell yeah i'm on board for the super kick party <laughs> the super kicks are super fun <laughs> i want to see that now i want this game just for that <laughs> As if, like, you already had me sold but now i want it just for that <laughs> it's the most on-brand thing you've ever said keith yeah it is all right so yeah ghost of tsushima sounds like a fucking awesome game uh i know you're you're not finished with it yet but i mean considering you're only like a third of the way through the game it's already getting this high praise i know i know like i guess considering the first third i guess you could quote unquote call it the early part of the game i know sometimes it takes a while for games to get going so even by that point they're not like established yet so the fact that you're already having this much fun technically not that far in is a very good sign um because i know we talked about this on our last of us episode like while i think the last of us 2 is an incredible fucking game it has its moments it definitely takes a while to become <laughs> a game but when it does it's firing on all cylinders like it's great and it sounds like this one just starts firing on all cylinders pretty early on which makes me want to play it that much more yeah yeah, so from like everything I heard about like The Last of Us 2, because I actually didn't play it, um, uh, I, it just like, you know, it's a very just cinematic thing, you know, and, and Last of Us has always been that that way. But like the Ghost of Tsushima, it's like a capital V, capital G video game. Like it's a game. That's cool. <laughs> but it also just looks cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes so that's what I want. Like Last of Us 2, I think, gave me what I wanted in terms of like, ah, here's my... Here's my big like like I expected The Last of Us Two to be like I'm like watching a movie that I'm playing that I occasionally have some interaction with like I I fully went in mm -hmm. expecting that when I see a game like Ghost of Tsushima I was like give me the sword let me chop some fools up like that's what yeah. I'm that's what I'm going yeah. in for this is the samurai experience essentially it's like let me fuck up a bunch of dudes and let me look like a badass while I do it that's all I want yep so any other kind of closing thoughts before we uh give this one the go home cue um i kind of touched up on everything honestly like i just it it's definitely like in the must play side of things on playstation like if you have a playstation like it's like the last of us spider-man ghost of tsushima persona 5 it, it's like on that checklist of must plays yeah that's cool okay so I must play it. That will happen. Government hit me up. I mean, fuck the feds, but still hit me up. Uh, fuck the feds as long as they have, uh, unless they have money, in which case I love the feds. 
Yeah. For, for <laughs> until the direct deposit hits, then fuck them again. Um, but yeah, fuck so, twelve on us. We're talking twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah. Holy Amazing. shit. <laughs> That's a good slogan. Why am I not? Oh man. This that was off the dome, dude. Oh, that was so good. Uh, uh, if you don't hear anything from me for a second, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. You broke me on that one. I was about to like do this like six send off, but then that was better than anything I'll ever come up with. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was like, your kind of, I guess, Spitfire thoughts. Um, I know you kind of went over it a little bit more in depth on your pod. Um, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and find the pod again. Yeah, so again, uh, we're on Twitter at GoodnightCast for any updates on any of the shows that we have. We do have two shows. Uh, Goodnight Gamescast, where we talk about all the games. So if you want to hear our upcoming review of Ghost of Tsushima once I finish it, that'll be up there on all podcast services, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, usually wherever you're listening to stuff, That's we're probably there. And if you don't want to listen to me talk about games and you just want to like hang out and talk about Forest and Fire, uh, we have another show called Last Call. Yo, straight up, I will talk about Forge and Fire all fucking night with y'all. I'm, I'm thinking about it right oh. now, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and then, and if I'm mistaken, like I said, you already have your Ghost of Tsushima first impressions already out there, right? Which is pretty much, I guess, more fleshed out version of what we kind of went over. Um, it's uh, it's actually less because at that point when that went up, oh, I had yeah. I had played maybe like four hours uh, just because it was like came out on Friday and then we recorded on Sunday. So okay. yeah, so I just kind of scoop. Yeah, yeah, you got you got more than than over there. Yeah, we're just we're, yeah, we're just kind of holding so I can finish and then we can just right. go, go like fully in on it. Cool. So yeah, once that episode drops, definitely check it out on the Goodnight Games Cast and listen to him talk about literally anything else on Last Call. Oh, we're also on YouTube. We do video podcasts as well. So if you rather look at my ugly mug, there's that too. Um, we don't have the URL yet because I think you need more subscribers. I think it's a hundred yeah. subscribers. Yeah, but you could just, you know, type up goodnight, goodnight cast all together. Got a bunch of episodes on there. We'll make sure yes, to uh, include a little linky link in the show notes here. Yes, we will. And by that, I mean, Keith will have to remind me when we're done here because I, I will forget within the next couple minutes. Yeah, he'll forget. And as you both of you probably forgot, you need to listen to Kenny Omega's music right now once we finish. Oh, I remember. Oh, hell yeah. I don't. See, <laughs> See? this is what it feels like to be appreciated. Yeah, see, here's the thing: is, is you've let you've let you've let Keith have too much power now, and now I have straight to take now I have to take him down a couple pegs. Went straight to the ego. The, the, I mean, like I, I get it, man. Like I constantly have to talk shit to Moy just to like humble him, you know. So <laughs> that's just that's just comes with the with the with the with the job, you know. Yeah, here's the thing: like I actually like Keith as a person, but if I don't berate him on a regular basis, then he becomes too strong for his own good, and it's like. It's like you know, you, you like you're not supposed to like, like feed a a mogwai after dark, or else they become a gremlin. If you don't cut Keith down a couple pegs, he starts turning into Xbox Live Keith, and we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, he's just been there for a few of those moments. Just a few. <laughs> I refuse to let Xbox Live Keith see the light of day ever again. Yeah, don't give me caffeine. Um. The op- Keith on caffeine is literally the worst experience of my entire life. There's a reason why he doesn't drink caffeinated beverages. Oh, yeah. But that's a story for another time. Uh, yeah, Keith, that, that's a couple last call stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Content, baby. Yeah. 
Uh, Keith, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet here on the Minigames Pod and personally on Twitter, Instagram at woo underscore Keith. Uh, woo, as we all know, all of us, including Chris, fuck him, is W H O O. Seriously, fuck you, Chris. I love that he like probably doesn't even listen, and you're you're just still telling him to go fuck himself. If he ever goes back, he's gonna hear a shitload of fuck yous, and it's gonna be good. I I would love that. Uh, you can find me on the internet at all the usual places: Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter is Bad X Health. Instagram is You Broke Like Glass. No A. Uh, yes X in class. All the shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. All the shenanigans. Um, <laughs> you can find us collectively on the internet as Minigamescast at Minigamescast on Twitter and Instagram. No shenanigans. Yeah, no shenanigans. Like we had to we had to keep that one semi-professional, so that way we trick people into listening to this stupid fucking podcast where we just talk about... Uh, the Rock. Yeah, we talk about The Rock, uh, how hot dogs are sandwiches, you know, the good stuff. Oh, thank you. I've been having oh, this yes. argument with my girlfriend forever. Oh my god, a fellow hot dog as a sandwich. Okay, alright. So, hot dogs, they're fucking it's sandwiches. It's like the whole episode, but we, now we know you're one of us. Uh, I feel so at home. Good to know that you're on the right <laughs> side of history. Look, man, anyone who thinks a hot dog is not a sandwich is wrong, and they can go fuck themselves. That is, that is, I'm not, I was going to say that's the argument, but it's not an argument. That's not an argument. It's fact. That is... statement yes i want it written in stone that hot dogs are sandwiches uh but yes that's where you can find us on the internet uh listen to uh the good night games cast and last call those are both i would you consider it two separate podcasts or just like the same podcast except one is just not video game related technically oh no we like to think of them as separate podcasts Okay, so you, yeah, I've seen I've seen the numbers. <laughs> they're they're different. <laughs> There's different people. <laughs> so good. Uh, so yes, listen to the Good Night Games cast and uh, Last Call. They are two both very separate, uh, very different metrically podcasts that you should listen to both. Though uh, they are very good. One, uh, the last episode you guys did, like actual Good Night Games cast, you guys were talking about uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Listen to that, and then uh, the last last call they did, I believe that was where they kicked off about Forge and Fire, and uh, emo rap, right? Yes. Uh, don't listen to that one. Counterpoint. <laughs> don't. What? Counterpoint. Do listen to that one. I got a bad example. I'm, I mean, yeah. Just emo rap is just not a thing that it should should be. But I'm just very interested in it. I do. I do be liking that Forge and Fire though. Yeah, Forge and Fire fuck, so. Uh, so uh, all of us are collectively going to be starting a Forge and Fire podcast. Make sure you keep an eye out for that. We're going to talk about swords. We're going to talk about uh, different builds. Kiel. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna say keel as often as we can. And I am going to go make a Bowie knife in my garage after this episode. Uh, that, also, that's while I watch X-Men Apocalypse because I hate myself. And uh, <laughs> I love torturing myself more than anything so again thank you jesus you gave me an errand tonight so thank you for coming i got you anytime thank you for coming on to the podcast and doing that for me i really really appreciate it you can't see me obviously because we're virtual but my teeth are so clenched right now (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thanks for having me. Like, this is actually really fun. And I will come back when they put Dark Phoenix on Hulu or any streaming services, and then I'll tell you to watch that too. I forgot that movie was a thing, and now I know that I'm gonna have to watch it after I watch this stupid fucking X-Men Apocalypse movie. <laughs> yes, uh, so yeah, thank you again. Uh, yeah, Jesus, you were an incredible guest. Uh, you are more than welcome to come on here anytime you would like. Um, if you recommend any more movies to me, I, I, I will kill you where you stand. I'll try my hardest not to. Or do, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. I don't have anything better to do. But yeah, thank you. Uh, this was episode 23 of the Minigames podcast. Um, just another quick little plug. The other podcast that I am on, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons one, Dungeon Hunters. We are doing weekly live streams now, it looks like. Uh, so check us out there. It's twitch.tv slash Dungeon Hunters D&D. Uh, we did our first session last week. Again, my sense of time is non-existent I, I i've been thinking it was tuesday for like four days in a row now um but yeah that should be up on a vod and we're doing one well as of as you're listening to this on release day which you should be because you love us it is july 31st and we are doing a stream today at 4 p.m pacific because that everyone else lives in california uh but yeah listen to that watch the stream watch the vod uh yeah dungeons and dragons it's cool it's a fun game for fun people but yeah th again episode 23 of the mini games podcast listen to goodnight games cast and last call once more before we go thank you jesus you have been incredible uh and goodbye